Hey everyone, I hope you're having an amazing week and I just wanted to come on here and just first off say thank you to everyone and all the new people that are here. Welcome. Um, love seeing everybody come to this channel and being able to just interact with all of you. Um, if you guys are new to this channel, just so you know, we have over 140 episodes, so feel free to go check those out um, again, just so you guys can get a better understanding and also probably will answer a lot of your questions. So just want you guys to know we have plenty of resources for you. And also, I just want to say thank you to everyone who is supporting us. Uh, it truly means the world. And again, we just love being able to build this community. It's what this is all about. And it's it's been fun to be a part of this. Um, if you guys haven't, follow me on LinkedIn. I've been posting more and more stuff about medical device sales. Also, just mindset, being able to help with you guys. And you're going to need a LinkedIn no matter what. So make sure to get one. Add me. Would love to connect with you guys. Always love to reach out and see if I can help in any way. And then also want to give a big shout out. We had Heather yesterday call me. She just signed with Smith and Nephew. She was only in the course for seven weeks. She was a nurse um, and she just absolutely crushed it working overnights and still was able to, to make it in and, and crush it in seven weeks and get a job. And so I'm just so proud of her. And, and again, we've had several other people over the last week and a half get into medical device sales. So again, it's just been fun to see everybody in the course breaking in. Um, it's just been continuing to grow. And the, the best part is, is we now know everybody who gets into the course that we allow in is guaranteed a job in medical device sales, because that's why we have that six month guarantee or your money back. So it is just fun to see how it's been growing. If you guys are really interested about medical device sales and want to break in, we do have our course. The links are in the descriptions. Again, we're here to not only have videos, modules with everybody, but we have office hours where we meet as a group on a weekly basis. We do mock interviews. We do mock role plays. We do one-on-one -on -one coaching, and we're able to know that we're going to get you prepared. We also allow lifetime access once you're in, and then also that six-month guarantee, again, showing that we're so confident. Whoever we do allow into the course, we know is going to break in. And so, again, just so you guys know, we are very um, selective on who we do allow in. I don't just let anybody in because, again, as I'm still continuing to run a territory, um, being in medical device sales and working with our team, we want really good people that we don't have to babysit. And so if you are someone who needs to be babysat and you think you can just pay money and get a job, which isn't real life, we do not want you. <laughs> so I, that's the nice way of me saying it. And so again, I'm very protective of the community we built because we have absolute rock stars in our community and that's what it's about building people that are like-minded want to get better want to grow want to have success and not only break into medical device sales but also crush it in medical device sales and just crush it in life and it's why we're giving resources that go so much farther outside of medical device sales so if you guys are interested again feel free to reach out to me on linkedin at jacob mclaughlin or new to medical device sales on literally tiktok instagram pretty much every other platform that you can think of and again i just want you guys to know this community that we have, it's like a family and, and I'm just so appreciative of everybody in it. And I, I'm so thankful that these guys allow me and girls allow me to be on that journey with them as they go through this. And it's it's been really fun. It's great to see all the results we're getting. Um, but again, we only do allow five people in each month. That's how we're able to get fast results. But again, we don't allow everyone in because this is not just come in and come out. It is we are making sure that you guys are rock stars, that you guys are committed and that we're ready to go. Um, but also I wanted to touch on today's episode is going to be very helpful because I've gotten a lot of reach out from people that have now listened to the podcast, have broke into the industry, now trying to figure out how to be a rep. Um, and that's why I wanted to start making episodes more like this. So today I'm so thankful to have uh, Jason Elmore back on the podcast where Jason is going to share how to be successful in selling in medical device sales. He's going to give you three giant tips 
that he teaches teams and that he's seen to help people. So again, Jason is such a big resource to us. We're so thankful for him having over 20 years experience actually training medical device sales teams. And again, he's just in a great day, a great guy and just so thankful for him taking time. So I really hope you guys enjoy the episode and we will talk to you on the next one. Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today we are bringing back a special guest who I got a lot of DMs, a lot of messages saying how much help that podcast we did with Jason was. And so I wanted to be like, let's do it again. And this is something we actually want to do on an ongoing basis because Jason has just so much experience in the industry, has been able to help so many people and also actual medical device companies. And so we wanted to come in and he's gotten some messages and wanted to be very specific. So without any further ado, Jason Elmore, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. I want to give you a compliment. I've been on several podcasts, but I haven't had nearly as much traffic directly to me from an audience like I have with your audience. It's been uh, so rewarding. There was a gentleman who had a situation going down with his team, right? He's an associate rep. The rep wasn't managing those things so well. The clinical rep quit. And like, how do I go in here and have this conversation with my boss? Um, so those types of opportunities to help people, like I've never had anything quite like this. So kudos to you. You've built quite an audience. You, you've built this thing where they feel like they can reach out to you. Yeah. And now they feel like they can reach out to me. So that's been very gratifying. Congratulations. Like people are getting a lot of benefit out of this. So let, let's keep it up. Yeah, thank you so much. And that's what that's what this has all been about, you know, just being able to help as many people as we can and being able to to have those actual conversations because you and I had a conversation off air and you know, it's always been interesting to me with the medical device world where a lot of people will be like, what do these people have to offer me? So I'm not going to waste my time with them. And it just for me like I've always wanted to just give back and just be able to help people. And that's that's why I love being able to work with individuals like yourself who who have the same goal and you know, especially here, you know, We've been so focused on, hey, you want to break into medical device sales? Let's do that. And we've been able to do that with our programs. We now have guarantees on it. So we know we get the results. But then it's kind of making that next shift for everybody of, okay, once you're in, now what are we doing, right? And that's one of the most messages I get now is, I don't know what to do anymore. Um, or I just got in and, you know, how do I talk to a doctor has been a, a very common one. And so I know yeah. you've dealt with a lot of this and, and you've been able to yeah. teach sales teams. So it's just fun to be able to have a professional like yourself who's just lived this for the last 20 plus years and able to, to mentor others. And so we're excited about this, this podcast today, because I know you had a couple subjects that you're ready to, to add a yeah. lot of value to people. Yeah. So the feedback I got from several people that reached out to me, um, they really appreciated that very specific direction on how to enter an OR, how to make the most of that opportunity in that time. The question that came up quite a bit was, you know, interacting with the physicians in the office space on a sales call. And it's, it's well known that in sales, uh, we need to always be closing. And that if you're in sales management and you're in the field, one of the things you probably won't see as much as you wish you would have is closing, right? And so I know for me personally, when I first broke into med tech, I found myself in a couple situations where I was overly aggressive. I miscommunicated and I was intimidated. And it was, there was some insecurities that came through. And there was some miss missteps that were made. And I personally got kicked out of an office. <laughs> when you get kicked out of an office, that kind of sticks with you, right? Like for a couple of weeks, yeah. that's going to be rolling around your head. And um, in this situation, I literally went back to that surgeon two weeks later. I said, hey, can I ask you one more question? 
So let's talk through what, what we're talking about. In my book, in, in, there's a chapter in my book called Assume It's True. You and I both know, having been in sales, uh, we are used to hearing objections yep. to our value propositions. Unfortunately, we all have this knee-jerk reaction to say, no, 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 that, that's not true. You know, whatever the objection is, is um, you know, I, it, it costs too much. That'll never work. I, I don't trust your data. Um, I can't, you know, it's always like I can't or that won't work or something yep. to that effect. We're in the position to know the data, to have read the studies that our companies have provided. We've been in the position to watch the product work on multiple occasions with other physicians. So it's hard for us not to have that knee-jerk reaction. Like, no, 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 it, that's not that's not right. And you have to discipline yourself to not do that. You have to discipline yourself to give the physician the benefit of the doubt. What if they're telling the truth? That, that's the first mentally, you have to figure out a way to do this. You have to mentally give your customer the benefit of the truth. They're not lying to you. Okay. So if you remember from last time, there's an adage that I, I preach, right? Physicians do the best they can with the best they have based on the best available information at the time they made the decision to use whatever they're using, yep. okay? And tools dictate the rules. So whatever they're using now, the status quo, and you're coming in here with something new to change the status quo, well, they don't understand your tool. So they're operating under the old rules. And so when they say, um, uh, so for instance, last week I was in training, I was training a team in Boston and they're using a, um, unlisted code to get surgeons paid 2899 um and it's an unlisted code and and payment for that tends to be bad and so they've created a whole team of people on the reimbursement side who will submit the prior auth will submit the medical necessity and, and have a 90 percent success rate but it's their team of specialized individuals who know exactly how to submit that and if you don't do this you don't do that you don't you so one of the number one objections they run into from physicians is uh, 2899 doesn't pay. Okay, that's actually true. Yep. If your staff submits 2899, it won't get paid. Mm -hmm. If you don't give that to us and let my team handle it and submit that for you, you're right. That doesn't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> but if you give it to my, so this understanding that there's a third truth. So call it triangulation, call it whatever you want. They have a truth, you have a truth, and you've got to get them to go over here with you to this third position where you can bring some new information. They're not wrong. It's just they don't have the information you have that's going to make this other reality true. So for, for me, <laughs> um, I had some information from my, my uh, company, right, that said people were declining sinus surgery. And I was talking to a sinus surgeon and, I, you know, we had the data, we'd done the study, we had 250 some patients who said, yeah, you know, I, I, I really don't want sinus surgery. I'm declining sinus surgery. And so I went in there with this data to the sinus surgeon. He said, look, everybody that I recommend sinus surgery to get sinus surgery. I'm like, no, 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 they don't. <laughs> so we argued for about a minute and he invited me to leave. And that felt terrible. Oh, that felt terrible. But I thought about it for two weeks and I came up with the third truth and I went back in. I said, hey, can I ask you a question? 
do you ever have surgery cases cancel on you? Oh man, I hate it. It's driving me nuts. We put five cases on in the morning, only two show up. I'm like, yeah. And it was it, during that period, there was a thing where a lot of people were canceling cases. And what I found out was there was a third truth. And that is this. Patients would never decline surgery to the surgeon's face. Yep. They would let him you know, send them down the hallway and Jenny would schedule them on a Tuesday out in six weeks. And then for the next four to six weeks, this person was thinking deeply about all the information he had given them. And they were saying, you know what? Yeah, no. Yep. <laughs> They're calling back and canceling. And so he was right. Patients never canceled to him, but they would cancel with Jenny two or three weeks later and leave a hole in his schedule and it's causing a problem. So that's the first thing I want you to you know, take to heart is yeah. they're not lying to you. When, when they say that won't work, when they say you can't do that, that code never pays, you know, that it's true in their current state with their current tools based on the way they're doing it and the way they evaluate the patient, that is true. Yep. Okay. And so you have to change and create this third way and, and bring new information. And so when you hear the objection, don't say no. When you hear the objection, don't say that's not true. When you hear the objection, say, yeah, that's right. If you do it that way with those tools and with that procedure, that's how, that is the outcome. That is the way it is. But if you will use my tool, if you will use my device, if you, that right tools dictate the rules and I can change this for you. Yep. He or she is not wrong. And you, that's how you avoid becoming adversarial. Okay. And that's how you avoid getting kicked out of offices. <laughs> <laughs> It's always a good th good thing to to be able to stay in. Yes, yes. So if you're new to med tech and you're calling on surgeons and they are you, your superior in every way, they get more letters behind their name, they make more money, they're more tenured, they more education. Like, okay, I get it. It's intimidating. Listen closely, right? Listen twice as much as you talk. When they throw the objection out, make note of it, acknowledge it. And do your best to acknowledge, yes, that's true if you're not using my product. Yes, that's true if you're not using my reimbursement team. Yes, that's true if you keep you know, doing what you've always done. And that's the motivation to change. I think that's a really good point. The one thing I just wanted to touch on is that it's so true because like even when I first got in there, we talked about what some of the mistakes when, when we first came in, right? And you go to training, you learn all this stuff, and then you just want to tell everybody about it, right? No, I, I learned this. <laughs> so I would go in and I would just word vomit on yes, my, yes. my surgeons or the staff and just tell them everything. But then again, they would, to your point though, they would tell me what they've been using or their experience. And the thing I just got to tell you guys is like, who's listening is I had to face this is actually the competitor would be telling them certain information about my company that wasn't totally true. And so mm -hmm. that was the thing is to what Jason's point, one thing I had to learn real fast is a, you know, talk way less than I, or, or listen way more than I talk and just being able to ask questions. But for me, it was more understanding where they're coming from and what, where they got their information from. So if I, I used to go in and say, Hey, here's who I am. This is what we do, all that, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd lead the conversation compared to when I started understanding it, it would more be like, sit down, ask them about themselves. How long have they been doing the procedures and their stuff and what, whether they've seen the success, get to know them. But then to Jason's point, like if I had asked about a pricing thing, I would always ask instead of being like, no, this is what it is or all here. It'd be like, where, where are you getting that information from? I'm trying to understand 
where they're actually getting it from is it they saw it another like what happened all the time was the competitive rep oh your your competitor told me this right. oh great doc right. well I'm, I'm here to tell you here's actually we can i can show you the data and get that trust so i just wanted to touch on that point because you're 100 right is they're they're right and you need to understand it but for me the other part to that was being able to understand where they got that data that information was it because they've right. used it for 20 years or did somebody just tell them did they have a bad experience with the last rep in my position or do they have some competitor because that happened to me all the time like i just say this one time i made a, a sale to one of my accounts um it's actually just down the street from me i made a sale for about forty five thousand dollars. they just bought a bunch of new uh scopes and equipment from us and the very next day i'm not even kidding they got the scopes they were using them the very next day, my second top surgeon comes into me and she's like, I heard you guys are getting kicked out of the hospital. And I was like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, let me explain that to me. And she's like, I just had a, a, a case because our competitor had another thing that they could use with them. And so they were in a case with our competitor and they're like, yeah, our, your, our competitor just said you're getting kicked out. You're not going to be allowed. And I was like, doc, like the hospital just spent $45,000 yesterday. Like, no, it, like, <laughs> I, I can tell you that we're not. And she's like, well, they said that the technology you have is going to be out in two years. It's never, I'm like, you got to take it with a grain of salt on who you're listening to. Cause I'm here to tell you like who would benefit from that, you know? And then like just being able to, but understanding who you're talking to and where their information is coming from, I think is one thing I just wanted to state to the listeners, especially when you're new. Cause that was something I did a very poor job at when I first, in my first six months, it was more, I just learned it yeah. and wanted to talk about it. Yeah. There is a cage stage. Sorry. There's a, we, we have this term thunder puppy. Like yeah. You all this information. You're coming off training. You're going out to the field. Like, yeah, so we're marching through walls and, and we call it this, the cage stage. Like there's a couple of weeks there where we should just put you in a cage and let that kind of wear off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> put you out in public. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second thing was always be closing and people say closing, you know, it, and there are different methods and people have had different training when it comes to closing. Let me just give you a quick tip. Um, and and it, you're, you're trying to drive a commercial conversation to a destination and the destination you want to get to is a, is a statement uh, <clears throat> and we'll call it an if then statement. So if I could, then would you, that's a trial close, right? And, and that's the other thing we don't hear enough. We don't hear enough closing and we don't hear enough trial closing. Yep. To make sure we've addressed all the concerns that we're, you know, we're on target. We haven't left anything out. So you're saying if I can get the price down 10% and you'd buy a hundred of these. Well, I didn't say, ah, right. Cause we're not done okay. yet. Right. Yep. So you're saying if I had five year data, in a randomized controlled trial that was published in a peer-reviewed journal, that would solve the problem. That that's the issue. Well, actually, you know, so we don't hear enough trial closing. We don't hear enough if-then statements. So you've presented some information. You're having good dialogue. So so if I hear you correctly, if we can do X Y Z, you will buy. You will present right. You will share this with your patients. Um, so simple. Right. But for a lot of reps, it just nobody's ever made it that clear. Well, you need to get to an if then statement. I just want to say it's simple, but it's super powerful because I'm I was just telling right. you off air that I'm I'm actually working on a, a very large deal right now. And I actually use that exact tactic because again, when you're trying to go through and you're working with especially like larger organizations, 
There's a lot of different people that have decisions, a lot of people, a lot of hoops you got to jump to, and there's a lot of objectives, questions. Like, for example, there was one time I had to say, like, we've answered this four times. So please <laughs> let me know where the objections really coming from because it's not these because I've already told you four times. I've answered all these questions. Where is it going? Right. So when, when it came to the actual final part, that was exactly what I did. If we did A, B, and C, which you've asked for, we've completed all this, then are we good? And that's when it, the real objective actually came out of, hey, where it is, be able to handle that right away, then we could actually start moving forward. So even though it's super, super simple, I wanted to say how powerful that is. Being in the field over the last 20 years, observing sales reps, um, it, to your point, it's super simple. The best reps I've seen have a pen, right? And a blank piece of paper in their hand. And <clears throat> what they do is they write down the objections they hear. You say, it can't be that simple. I'm like, yeah, it really is. Because so many people keep talking past the objection. So the objection comes out. You should stop the conversation, write it down. And then later you come back and say, so if I heard you correctly, you said this was the problem. I've addressed it with this. Is, does that satisfy your concerns? Does that address your concerns? Can we move on? And then to your point, like if you've, if you've documented it and you're like, wait, we, we covered that back here. Because <laughs> right? you're, you're taking notes. And I see a lot of times our customers genuinely uh, respond well when we're taking notes. Like, oh, he's listening. Yep. He's taking notes. He's he's document like this is good. He's listening uh, because sometimes we just we talk too much. Yep. yep. We talk too much. Um, so that gets me to another thing, and that is tension and silence. So it, if if I heard you correctly, you know you said you've got to see five year data. So if I show you five year data, that's going to be that, that's what we need to move forward. everybody's getting nervous right now is that like they're starting to check their machine like did did, did i lose did i lose the connection like <laughs> yeah. you know we're just not comfortable with silence we're not comfortable with the tension it's not silence it's tension that it generates and what you need to appreciate as a as a salesperson is when you say the right thing you should shut up and many times our customers um especially surgeon customers are truly digesting what you said they're truly thinking it through. This isn't a tactic. Nothing's wrong. They're just contemplating the ramifications of moving forward. And when you just shut up and, you, and you're good with silence, it's actually a really good technique. It's just so many of us aren't comfortable with silence. And, that, and so we blow the clothes. And I, I, to be honest with you, I've had some very, very frustrating situations with junior reps in particular, where the two of us are in a meeting, right? They're with me. I'm, I'm the lead rep. And, you know, we put something out there on the table and we go for the close and we're sitting waiting, right? There's silence. And it's, it's that game where whoever talks first loses. And this person threw, threw out like a concession. It was like, oh, no, no, no. We no, were there. No, no. We were there. <laughs> they were about to say yes. And you threw a like, no. So um, just as we're talking about closing, right? You're trying to get to an if-then statement. And you have to be comfortable with somebody 
really contemplating what you just said, really contemplating your offer and silence is okay. Yes. <clears throat> it's okay. Um, third thing and last thing uh, that we'll talk about today is tools. We, we've said this earlier, the tools dictate the rules for the physicians, right? Whatever their surgical devices are, whatever the procedures are, whatever their diagnostic tools are, that, that's limiting, okay? And for us as salespeople, our sales tools are limiting. Now, we're in a highly regulated space called med tech. We are not allowed to make our own materials. We don't do our own research. Like, we're not supposed to be running around with PowerPoints or, you know, handouts that aren't approved. They're supposed to be approved by legal. Uh, every claim we make is regulated, right? And there's False Claims Act. So you have to be super careful. So if you're with a good company, your strategic marketing team is constantly digging for insights and they're giving you insights and they're giving you things that are provocative facts based on legitimate studies or legitimate science, legitimate data that make you an enjoyable presenter, right? You, you keep teaching me things. And I like you because every time I'm with you, you bring value. You're always bringing me that next thing and you're helping me do more and better. I really like having you here. Um, you're not here just for a visit. You're always teaching me. Well, that's supposed to come from our strategic marketing team. They're supposed to be doing force of customer research. They're supposed to be doing clinical research and all that kind of stuff. And then you have commercial marketers who are supposed to package that up into nice brochures, or nice PowerPoint decks, something on your iPad, nice animations, right? The tools truly dictate the rules. You're supposed to be teaching as a sales rep, but if what you're being handed from your marketing team just sucks, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, if the data behind your device just isn't very good, it's going to be tough. So a couple of things, as you're looking at your toolbox, as you're looking at your company and what they've given you and what you have, first question is, if you have something truly disruptive, not a commodity, okay, not a Me Too product, but something that's really new, really innovative, do you have an animation showing where that product or that device or that implant is in reference to the other anatomy? Because many times with implants and, and surgical devices, the only way I'm going to truly understand where that goes and how it works is with some type of an animation that has some kind of a see-through, half, you know, slice, half, you know, it, there's going to be some kind of modeling, right? I really yep. don't understand your stuff. And this sounds crazy, but I know I've been there. A lot of med tech reps walk in with something truly innovative. They have a half-hour appointment. And they leave and the doctor really doesn't understand where that goes or how it works because you didn't show them an animation. Yep. All right, second. Um, there has been a significant drop-off in clinical selling. Um, if you come from a pharmaceutical background, I give credit to pharmaceutical companies. They do a really good job of teaching sales reps how to sell with clinical data, how to pull out a paper, how to you know really quickly Here's the author, here's where they're from, here's the question this paper asks, here's the methods of that paper, here's how it was done, which, which answers the question, why should I believe you? Yep. And you have to know that going in. When you walk in with clinical data, physicians assume that this is gonna make your, your device or your application look good. Otherwise, why would you show it to me? So they're already cynical. Okay, yeah, whatever. Everybody study says it makes them look good. Okay. You have to overcome that by specifically pointing out the methodology in your study. 
This is the way it was done. This is why there's so many patients. This is why there's so many doctors. These are the outcomes. We went for superiority. It's randomized controlled. It's double blinded. That's why you should believe me because it was done the way you would do it if this was your product. Right now, frankly, a lot of med tech folks are not actually addressing the cynicism mm -hmm. by doing a job, a good job of pointing out the methodology so that the physicians kind of are blowing them off. And so reps are coming back to leadership saying, nobody wants to see clinical data. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yep. You know what? They rarely see anybody do a good job with clinical data, which is why they're blowing you off. Yep. That's the thing. So um, I do have some training around clinical data, how to do it best, how to do it right. And one of the key things is you have to be able to take your flaws and turn them into features. So almost every paper demonstrates a certain subgroup who did not get a good result with that technology. Okay. So we've learned from that and that's why your training is going to be different. And here's what we came up. And that's why we understood and we had to change the inclusion criteria. That's why this isn't indicated for osteoporotic patients, or this isn't included for diabetic patients. Like we've learned from that. Yep. Okay. That's how you take a flaw in a paper and turn it into a feature. And you have to do that. So long story short, um, take a hard look at your tools. Are your presentations good? Do you have animations? Do you have solid clinical data? Are you being trained well to use those things and be effective because they work? Um, if you're teaching, right? Nobody likes to be sold, but everybody likes to be taught. And if you can make me better at my job, if you can bring value to me, if you can teach me something every time you're with me, fantastic. But I got news for you. Nobody likes to be taught verbally. They want to see visual aids. Like when I'm in a classroom, I got PowerPoints up. I got tools. I got hands-on. I got all kinds of things. I'm not just talking at people for an hour. Yep. Okay. So as med tech reps, you've got to be teaching. Teach or die. Yep. And if you're going to be teaching, you better have some really good visual aids and a pretty good story. And you get about seven minutes to get through whatever you're going to tell them. And then I get eight minutes to ask you questions because you know what? I'm only going to give you about 15 minutes. Yep. If your tools aren't where they need to be, give me a call. Uh, one of the things that I do is I help companies revamp their selling tools. There, there are methods and there are techniques and you need to be aware of it. And if you feel like doctors are blowing you off with clinical data, that's actually a sign you're not doing it very well because they really do like clinical data. They really do. That's that's such a good point. And I just want to touch on that. You know why your surgeons and, and doctors love clinical data? Because that's what they live off of. That's what they're reading. That's what they're getting all their evidence from, right? Why should they do anything? And so to Jason's point, you guys, like this, that is their language, right? And, and what Jason's saying is just a lot of times we're not interpreting that language in the correct way to get them to think about it. And I can just say this, that's been a big transition for me going from med device to the med tech world of, to that point is we have disruptive technology we know it's amazing but to uh jason's point i want everyone to know i'll go and i'll talk to a surgeon and i'll explain it within a quick about a minute pitch of just like hey this is what we are offering and they'll kind of look at me like a deer in the headlines and i'm like hey i just wanted to give you a quick overview so i could maybe hopefully it makes a little sense now let me show you and then i go into we have an animation video thankfully um that goes into it it's a minute long and it shows them everything that i just explained but it does a way better job and again I don't want to say it dumbs it down, but it does dumb it down to the point of when you have really groundbreaking technology and you're trying to put it and there's so much information, 
I can't put it all in a, a five minute pitch. I can't say it. And also everybody thinks different, but if I can show you, like Jason said, that animation, that's like a, B, C, this is what it is. And it makes sense because then I just sit back, I stop. And when we stop the video, I always let them speak first because mm-hmm. why they're watching and they're listening, they're going to think something. So it does this. So it, I, so am I right that it would go? And then you're able to continue that conversation. So Again, Jason, I just I always get so excited for these because, uh, again, I know the, the value that's just getting brought um, is huge. And also just knowing that someone with your expertise who, again, guys, somebody who's working, who's been in med device and in this industry for over 20 plus years, but also is actually doing the trainings for these med tech companies, actually teaching them and doing that he is the true professional. So to have somebody like this to come in and, and learn from just again, Jason, thank you so much for your time, because I know you are extremely busy and we really do appreciate it. Keep up the good work, right? It, like like we said at the beginning, I, I can't believe how many people reached out. So there's definitely a need. Yeah. And uh, if we can help people be successful, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Can 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 I just ask you real quick, where can where can these guys find you at? Elite Execution Sales, uh, or sorry, exsalesconsulting.com is the new website. So exsalesconsulting.com. And we'll put that, just so you guys know, we'll put that down in the description. Um, we'll put all your leaks like we did last time. Um, so if you guys have questions, just check down in the links uh, in the description point and you'll see all of it. And then uh, if you want to, they want to find you on LinkedIn, just your name. Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn. So there's a, there's daily posts with some really, really helpful stuff. Um, and then there's some free resources on the website. I love it. I love it. And they're, and they're extremely helpful. You guys, again, like Jason has poured in over the last 20 years to, to continue to not only be an expert, but that's why I love working with him and being able to talk with him is he actually really does care about giving back and helping others and making sure you guys are set up for success. Because again, just like me, I was a very extremely hungry person, but, but like he said, when I got out of training, I'm that puppy, I'm that puppy that's ready to run through a wall. And I just, I needed a little more training. I needed a little more help. And that's what's so awesome to find someone like uh, Jason and what he's doing is he's actually making that happen for you guys and, and helping guide you through that way. So it doesn't have to be as painful, especially when you guys are hungry, you guys can just get the, the roadmap. So again, Jason, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And I can't wait to have you on in the next one. All right. Blessings. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. And if you guys are listening, press that like and subscribe button. A five-star review does help us grow this channel. And again, you guys, uh, I want to just touch on the course. I've had a lot of people reaching out. So our average person is now breaking in a 9.8 weeks at $91,000. Uh, we've been having a lot of success. We've had people break in the last three, four weeks, three weeks, and two and a half weeks, which has just been great. Um, again, we are so very confident in this program. We now offer a six-month guarantee or your money back. So knowing that you will break in or worst case scenario, you get all your money back. So showing that there is literally nothing to lose. But the one thing I will say is, as you guys have heard on this podcast before, we only allow five people into the course every month because we are only working with committed people. And I can sit here and tell you guys, um, as we've progressed in this program, I am very choosy on who I let. I actually turn away more people than I allow in because again, this isn't a program that you're just going to come in, pay money, do nothing, and think you're going to get a job. We are here to help you guys, coach you guys, and get you prepared. And we know the results we are getting. We know that we're getting a 30X return in the first three months. But we also, again, in there, we're offering downloadable PDFs, uh, a work course that you can go at your own pace. We do mock interviews. We do mock role plays. We are doing one-on-one coaching. We just offer so many resources because, again, we're trying to get you guys the best results as quick as possible. So, again, if you guys are interested, please feel free to reach out to new new to medical device sales on any platform or Jacob McLaughlin on LinkedIn. would love to hear from you guys. 
But again, always appreciate your support and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.